Hello, and welcome to Paper to Podcast. In today's episode, we're venturing into the labyrinthine folds of the brain and questioning something that might just flip neuroscience on its head. We're exploring a recent study published on December 30th, 2023, by David E. Huber. The title of this mind-boggling paper is The Primary Function of the Medial Temporal Lobe is Memory, Not Navigation. Grid cells are non-spatial, and place cells are memories that cause grid fields through retrieval. Sounds like a mouthful, right? Well, buckle up as we unravel this neural knot. First off, let's talk rodents. No, not about how to keep them out of your pantry, but about how these little creatures have been at the heart of a scientific misunderstanding. For the longest time, we've believed that their medial temporal lobes, that's a fancy brain region, for those who don't don a lab coat, were all about navigation. You know, like a built-in GPS, but without the annoying recalculating voice. Well, it turns out that this area of the brain might actually be more about memory than helping them find the cheese at the end of the maze. The study's findings are like a plot twist in a soap opera. It suggests that grid cells, which we thought were the brain's way of saying, you are here, are actually non-spatial. Instead of being concerned with mapping out the terrain, these cells are all about the what in memories, like the smell of grandma's cookies or the velvety feel of a rose petal. Meanwhile, place cells are like the directors of a play, combining the what and where to create memories that cause grid fields during retrieval. Imagine this. You're in a new place and your grid cells instantly throw down a hexagonal pattern like a cosmic dance floor. But it's not because they've got the place mapped out already. It's because they represent all those non-spatial attributes found everywhere. So those head direction cells we thought were part of the brain's compass? They might just be simple directional cells that chime in during memory retrieval. The researchers used a neurocomputational model that's like the ultimate game of what if. They simulated a two-layer network, turning border cells into position specifiers in a three-dimensional space and introduced the idea of false memories to fill in the cognitive gaps. It's like your brain is creating fan fiction about the places you've never been to fill out its internal story. But what's really cool is that this model could explain some weird phenomena, like why grid fields seem to be centered outside of the testing box or how grid patterns pop up in new environments like daisies in springtime. Now on to the methods, because who doesn't love a good method section? The simulations are like a virtual sandbox where memories are formed into a hexagonal lattice, thanks to equally dissimilar hippocampal memories. It's the brain's way of organizing a memory block party, and everyone's invited. The strengths of this study are like the brain's biceps. They're flexing some serious scientific muscle. It's challenging the status quo by proposing that the medial temporal lobe is really the MVP of episodic memory encoding and retrieval. It's like finding out that the quiet kid in class is actually a genius poet. But let's not forget the limitations. The study's like a beautifully written novel, but it's still fiction until proven otherwise. The computational model might not capture all the quirks of our biological noggins, and the ideas presented need to be tested in actual living, breathing creatures to gain more street cred in the scientific community. Finally, the potential applications of this research are like opening a new app on your brain's smartphone. It could change the way we understand how the brain processes both spatial and non-spatial information. And who knows, maybe it'll lead to new insights into conditions like Alzheimer's, 
where both navigation and memory go haywire. So there you have it, folks. The study that could rewrite the brain's user manual, from memory lane to grid cell alley. You can find this paper and more on the paper2podcast.com website. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, your brain might just be the most interesting maze of all.